1: Welcome to the Martech Podcast. Today we're going to discuss the overlap between sales and technology. Joining us is Chad Burmeister, who's the CEO of ScaleX, which is an agency that helps sales professionals increase revenue by focusing on the only two things that matter in sales increasing frequency and competency. Chad is also the author of multiple books, the original 25 Sales Hacks and AI for Sales, and he is the host of the newly launched AI for Sales podcast. Yesterday, Chad and I talked about his book, The Original, 25 Sales Hacks, and today we're going to talk about what's new in sales and how artificial intelligence is changing modern sales. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX. Chad, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Fabulous to be here. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about how marketing is overlapping with sales and some of the original sales techniques that you've cultivated and aggregated along your career to be effective at sales. The world is changing, and we specifically are feeling it in 2020, where we're all working virtually. And you know, there's obviously some technological shifts that are happening outside of just the impact of the coronavirus. Talk to me about how you see artificial intelligence impacting how sales is working today
2: remember when the internet was first brought into the scene and it completely disrupted the entire industry in all kinds of industries, whether you're buying books online, which now turns out you can buy your groceries, your pharmaceuticals, every single thing was changed with the internet. I believe that AI will change everything in sales and marketing yet again, but to an exponential level. So, in fact, I'll read you this paragraph from Dr. Joel Leban. He wrote the foreword to the book, AI for Sales. And he said, this book is necessary, pragmatic, and bold, just like what Chad is bringing to modern sales. The reader will take away the AI for Sales nice to have and need to have for today and tomorrow. But more importantly, Chad's book will certainly encourage more debate and a better understanding of the speed and scope of change in sales for the good. In fact, in sales, time kills deals. In modern sales, AI kills time.
1: Okay. So if I'm unwrapping that, the idea here is that the quicker you are to find the right person when they're in market, respond to them when they reach out, show that you're interested, make sure that you answer your questions, the higher your conversion rate is going to be getting people across the finish line. Talk to me about the dynamics of how artificial intelligence helps you target, helps you respond, helps you respond with the right message.
2: Yeah. The very first chapter of the book is lead and list building. So I interviewed the head of data science at InsideView. I talked to Henry Shuck. I talked to much of his team at DiscoverOrg. It used to be DiscoverOrg, now it's ZoomInfo. And they showed me how AI and machine learning changes the game, especially when it comes to defining your ICP. Specifically, the inside view folks showed me a chart that had four quadrants and they said, okay, on the left-hand side of the quadrants, these are your customers that don't spend a lot of money. They're hard to get and they churn at a high level. You move over to the right, these companies spend a little, but they don't churn as much. So they're okay to have. And upper right, they spend a lot. They want to spend more and they never churn. So what they showed me is you can take your database and say, hey, I've been in business for three years. If I run it through the inside view grinder, (laughs) data grinder, let's call it, it'll tell me in a bar chart or a quadrant, you know, just like the Gardner Magic Quadrant, hey, these are the upper right. These are the ones you want. So I was like, well, wait a minute. If I'm a $10 million business, are you telling me that I should fire those 4 million that are sitting over on the wrong side of the chart? He said, no, what I'm telling you is you should put more companies that are like the ones you have in the upper right quadrant. And you should put less, or maybe not even focus on them at all, on the ones that are in the left-hand quadrant. So I think data is so, so important and often overlooked when it comes to AI for sales. So
1: there is a profiling, a data modeling exercise to be had here where you're looking at who your customers are. You're trying to figure out what are the signals that show you that they're going to be valuable customers. And then you're basically starting to prospect for people that match that pattern in a way. It's very similar to what's happening on the consumer side, where Facebook is building lookalike algorithms and performance marketing is starting to do very similar things. And that's obviously AI driven as well. Talk to me about the flip side of the coin here. Once you understand who you're going to be targeting or the machines are telling you, here's the people that are going to be your highest probability customer or your highest probability revenue. How do you make sure you reach out to them effectively, respond to them quickly, and deliver the right message?
2: There's so many channels now that you can use, whether it's paid ads, which is what I'm sure every marketer is probably more versed than I am. There's LinkedIn outreach, there's email, there's phone, there's Twitter. There's so many channels that you can use in today's market. You could do a Vidyard video that sends a message out. And we never profess to know the best channel when working with a customer before we go in and try the channels. I had a customer earlier this year that came to us and converted their entire production line from apparel. This is a company in Los Angeles called Bella Plus Canvas. And they converted their line from apparel to masks in response to the pandemic. And they had the capacity to create 100 million masks a week. And they, in fact, sold 100 million to Amazon. (laughs) So it was kind of wild. So they came to us and said, how can you help us with this problem? So I think traditionally, if they went to a traditional marketing agency, they might have said, yeah, let's just email blast everyone in the data set and see what we can get. And let's do some paid ads. And what we did was entirely unique. We said, let's go pull lists of the top 1,200 heads of procurement from all the fortune 1000 to 2000 that meet this industry who could have a need for masks, right? As people go back to work. And literally all of this was deployed in one morning. So it wasn't weeks or months of planning. And you gotta be a speedboat sometimes as the market shifts and ebbs and flows that we're living in. So what do we do? We pulled down the list of 1200. They all had mobile numbers because we use a company called Sales Intel. That's really, really good with providing mobile numbers. And then we recorded a 42-second greeting from Danielle. I won't do it, Justin. Her voice is way better than mine for this particular exercise. Oh, you're too hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to do the Danielle talk. I'm excited about this. <laughs> and she basically said, Hi, this is Danielle. I'm calling because Bella Canvas is the number one producer of masks in the country. In fact, Amazon just ordered 100 million of our masks because they're the most breathable. They blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I understand you're the head of procurement and you're probably going to be looking into masks. Why not buy from the number one in the country? They're all US made, they're safe give me a call back. I'm going to give you my cell phone number. It's 555-1212. We dropped that in batches of 50 to 100 of all these heads of procurement. Her phone was off the hook. One of those people was one of the top procurement officers from the Marriott Hotel. And this was way early in the pandemic in March, April timeframe. So they've signed hundreds of these 1200 prospects because they were first to market and they did it through a voicemail rather than an email blast that has all of those challenges that we articulated earlier in the present, in the discussion yesterday. They were able to reach 100% of the audience.
1: I understand that that was a creative sales campaign in a changing time. How did artificial intelligence help bolster that campaign?
2: Well, I look at the data set as the important factor of that approach, because we we're able to go pull the email address of the particular heads of procurement from the top 1200 companies out of the fortune 2000. So the data set was important. The voicemail drop was more, I'll call that automation as opposed to AI. After the first month of doing the voicemail drops, then we moved to an email strategy, social outreach, as well as SMS approach. And so we added a lot more of the multi-channel faceted outreach.
1: When you think about the analytics related to sales, you know, you're obviously collecting a fair amount of data, and a lot of it is like, I reached out to this person, did or did they not convert? A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutenex. Mutinx Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutenex, go to Co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. <phone rings> How are you able to use artificial intelligence to understand what's driving conversions
2: in sales? Traditionally, I think companies would use and leverage people to fill in the gaps of data. And so you might have an analysis team or an analytical team of data scientists that could be six or eight people deep and export to spreadsheets and try to get through all the data set. There are companies out there, and I'm gonna blank on the name, they have a AI, but there's a company that sits on top of Eloqua that's AI powered and can tell you the best time of day to send the email based on all the millions of emails that you've sent out. It'll tell you which subject line gets the best replies, which subject line converts better, the length of the text of the email, how many pictures should be included, So I think what you're going to find is that a lot of the products that we know and love will start to all of a sudden have an AI aspect to them. They may not advertise them as AI, but they'll advertise them as the outcomes. How would you like it if you push send on an email blast of a million emails and it was fully optimized on time of day subject to get a 10% reply rate as opposed to the traditional one to 3%. So that's to me is how AI can be used from a marketer perspective around big data and optimization.
1: So walk me through the toolkit that you rely on and what are some of the AI centric tools that you like to use in
2: your stack? With ScaleX customers, we've been around for three years in December, and I look at it as the three Ds. There's data, digital outreach, and dials. So when it comes to data, I've mentioned this already. Zoom info is the market leader and sales intel is kind of the up and comer. The difference is sales intel has a lot more mobile numbers. Let's focus on the data piece. Where does AI play into the data? Well, Bambora happens to be integrated with sales intel and zoom info has their own intent data scoring algorithm. So we have a customer right now who's looking at outplacement services for companies who are having to reduce staff. So some companies already have that type of company on hand. So what we need to do with them is figure out, number one, based on the Bobora intent signal, is who's in the market for outplacement. And there are about 180 companies that were identified by the Bobora signal in the last month. So then we figure out who the people are within those accounts that may have a need for outplacement. And then we need to go out and figure out, do they have someone and are they really in outplacement? So that's the first part, data, signals. That's how AI is used is in the triggers and signals. The digital outreach, whether it's email, social, or the Vidyard video component, I would say the email piece is the piece that we use the AI the most. And the way it works, I'm sure you've heard of, now I'm going to blank on their name. They're $100 million investment. They're going to be a unicorn soon, but it's all email automation where you don't need someone to actually human man the email technology.
1: The only one I can think of that we use is Mixmax, but that's not a $100 million. No,
2: that won't go both ways. So this actually proves my point that nobody really knows what types of capabilities are available. And so that's why we went into the market with ScaleX. Because the way the AI works is we create what's called a virtual assistant. So my company has seven virtual assistants right now. And I can scale that up or down as needed as I bring on salespeople. So a virtual assistant will send an email. And then when the prospect responds back to the email, the virtual assistants programmed to wait a period of time and then respond back and answer the customer's questions. So, think about it. If I had to go hire seven real SDRs, I'd be spending at least a half million dollars right now per year. Just in Bud Light alone. That's right. Sorry. Sales joke. Ping <laughs> pong tables and bean bags and all that kind of fun stuff. Prison bail. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, I didn't have to spend $500,000. I instead spend $500 a month per virtual assistant. So now I can build an army of virtual assistants to send and reply to email, whether it's outbound or inbound. So think about speed to lead. Someone comes to your website, they fill out a web form. You need to call them within 30 seconds, five minutes at the latest. At RingCentral, we call it a zero minute email. So you've got to have an email that goes out near real time. Traditionally, the marketing department sends it out. And then they're like, oh yeah, I got in a form letter. Got it, cool. I know where to click and I can watch a video. But if you can make it come from a virtual assistant, for me, it says Marissa Brown, assistant to Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX. So now Marissa Brown, it's like, oh, wow. assistant to the CEO or assistant to my managing director sales team. So I believe where the industry goes is that instead of hiring very entry-level junior sales development representatives Every quota carrying seller should be tethered with a virtual assistant for email, for social, for making calls where you can call multiple people at the same time. It's all going to be one package. And I think the SDR industry will be highly disrupted over the course of the next couple of years.
1: All right. So there's going to be a lot of AI disruption for the recent college
2: grads. Well, they should now get into what I did right out of college, which is go into a quota carrying sales role. They might not be able to be an enterprise rep on day one, but they could go into a sales role where they're making fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 a year, and they're actually closing deals. They just have the AI assistant tethered to them and the Iron Man suit on. No longer will I need a one to two ratio of a physical human being to a team of two. It might be one human being to a team of 10. I got to push back on that. Isn't the idea in sort of the
1: sales process, you got to cut your teeth as an SDR and understand what the process is and learn how to prospect before you can be an effective AE, right? You're learning sales skills as an SDR before you're ready to start closing your own deals. And if somebody's going to go right to being a, let's call it a junior level AE, they're not going to know what the hell they're
2: doing. They're not going to know how to sell. Well, it's a fair point. It's nice to have an SDR team that you can grab from and promote from within. It's the minor leagues, basically. Right. Well, think of other industries, though. Insurance brokers. Like how many SaaS sales have had the luxury of having SDR and BDR teams, right? If you talk to most people in most professions that have a sales org, they're like, SD what? BD what? They have no idea what that even means. So I think that the things that are needed by a rep that are just combining a series of zeros and ones, after all, when you send an email, it's just a combo of zeros and ones. The AI is going to get smarter and smarter, and it's going to be able to know if I'm sending an email to you versus Todd versus someone else, it's going to know how to send it based on you as the recipient. And I don't think you can train that at scale to a team of entry-level SDRs and PDRs. So we
1: talked about how AI is gonna affect the outreach, about how it's gonna affect who's on the team. When you think about your sales analytics and driving conversion rates, how can AI help you basically become a better salesperson, have more targeted messages, get more people across the finish
2: line? The best example I can give you here is, it's more of what you're seeing inside the conversation. So imagine this conversation is a sales call, we're on a Zoom video, And on the right-hand side of my screen, I've got an AI bot that is there to tell me when and what to say. So if you bring up Conversica is the company I was trying to think of earlier. If you brought up Conversica, it would go boop and it would pop up a little screen on my right-hand side. And I would say, oh, that's really interesting. You bring up Conversica. Have you looked into that yet from their pricing model? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Make sure that when you're checking it out, It's charged on a skill basis. So if you need to drive people to a webinar, that's a skill. It might be a thousand bucks a month. Then if you need to do webinar follow-up, oh, that's another skill. That's a thousand dollars a month. Before you know it, you've just spent $8,000 a month on a skill, on all different skills that truly could have been done by one virtual assistant. Where I'm going with this is, it's hard to train salespeople and then have them actually execute what you want them to say. So think of it from a marketer's perspective When you build a paid ad or an email or a campaign and you track for conversion rates, imagine if you could do the same thing for sales conversations, where you know that the entire sales team of 10 people, 50 people, or 500 people are all within a 5%, maybe 20% reasonable approximation of what it is they were supposed to say. Now you don't have all this massive variability where rep A says something completely opposite from B than C. Now all the reps are approximating rep A. Now you can start to have better conversion rates.
1: Yeah, I think that understanding the data that goes into the conversion rates, then you know, doing things like being able to look back over what was said in a call, figure out what messaging is effective, who it's effective for, and then be able to communicate that through the rest of the team. That's where technology and artificial intelligence
2: really helps salespeople become better at sales. I mean, imagine pushing out, right? That objection. Let's say we see one rep all of a sudden spikes in a group of 500 reps, and then this one rep bumps to the top, and they went a little out of bounds. And now that becomes the new standard. Now you push it out and you say, okay, I want all 500 people to use that objection handling technique.
1: It's a brand new world. It's interesting to think about how artificial intelligence is equipping people to be so much more effective at finding their customers. Chad, I appreciate you coming on the show, talking to us a little about it. Last thing I'll ask you is you've written the book about artificial intelligence and technology. Where can people find the book?
2: It's available at amazon.com. It's called AI for Sales, How Artificial Intelligence is Changing Sales. And we also have it available for ebook download on the website, scalex.ai. It's available there as well. So if you want us to call you back in under one minute and email you a couple of times by a virtual bot, Give it a try and see what it feels like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You can test the sales process yourself. All right, Chad, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Chad Burmeister, CEO of Scalex, for joining us. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Chad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is SalesHack, S A L E S H A C K. Or you could visit his company's website, which is scalex.ai. That's S C A L E X.ai. And that's where you can find the way to get the digital download of his book just one more link in our show notes i want to tell you about if you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes contact information for our guests you can subscribe to our once-a-week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, We're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.